Welcome to Oversharing with the Overbees. I'm Joe. And I'm Matt. And each week you can tune in to hear us respond to your voicemails, go in depth on our lives as content creators, and hopefully leave you feeling even better than we found you. With that being said, let's get to Oversharing. Hello, hello, lumberjack man. <laughs> you want to fill people in on the fit? Really paint a picture. Paint a picture of what I'm wearing. Yes. Uh, I've got... <laughs> you said insulated bibs, but do people know what insulated bibs are? Uh, like overalls is what I'm talking about. Tan canvas overalls, gray t-shirt, red stocking cap. I love it. Yeah. And the stocking cap says puppies make me happy. Yeah. It's an, it's one I've had for a minute. But, it's like uh, my favorite hat that you own. Really? Since you got it. Yeah. Okay. I love when you wear it. It was a gift. Does it, from who? Sarah. Oh, I love that. I love it. I think it was a bros made gift it was part of a little package that makes sense yeah i really like it as i i wonder if other people i'm sure people have like favorite items of their significant others that they're like i really every time you wear this i like it yeah i think that's pretty standard what's yours for me i knew knew i was gonna ask you that that he doesn't have an answer about it and i was like oh no i have a few for you i like the green long sleeve henley that you have okay i like the newest one to add is your 2XL box tee from... Oh, my, my Abercrombie, Abercrombie. Like jumbo, jumbo tees that yeah. I'm wearing. I'm really into that. And this hat. And I'm trying to think of anything else. <laughs> I'm sure there are other things, but those are definitely ones that I think of immediately. Yeah. I feel like what affects more than anything is things you feel good in. That, to me, tends to shade the whole deal, how you're feeling about what you're wearing. Because if you don't feel good about it, then That's too nice. I don't like that. Well, it wasn't meant to be, like, super nice. Just, I think in practice, that's what it ends up being. No, I don't think that you're saying... Like, I don't think you're lying to me. Yeah. I don't think you're doing a bit. I just... That'd be a weird bit. It's not a very good (laughs) bit. Being nice. I just wanted you to tell me, like, an item, you know? An item. But instead, you were honestly pretty caring and nice which is <laughs> fine <laughs> here nor there oh i also have a terrible memory like i will recognize things like i can see things and i remember seeing them but i my recall is not good he says he has a terrible memory but then we'll be having a conversation and you can like quote the entire conversation to me i have like i only have a memory for details i don't have like general i, I... again i think my recall is just poor like is that a thing like you have you have them all banked somewhere, but you can't get to them unless somebody leads you there. Probably. Yeah. I'm like, I can't get them myself, but if someone prompts it, I'm like, oh, I remember that exact conversation word for word. Yeah. Whereas I'm, I have pretty good recall. Yeah. But the details are real fuzzy. Yeah. It's, I mean, together, if we're, we're trying to think of the same thing, we can a do a good team job. Or we're an absolute menace to go against each other yeah 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 because you're like this is how it went down and i was like actually now that you bring it up word for word that's not even close and you were like (laughs) well that's how it felt and i was like i can't argue with that that's actually a really good point i remember feelings i'm really good at dates yes of all the things to not have details about you can remember dates very specifically it's because i've been like this since i was a kid i like Part of it, one, I think that being born in June is really helpful with dates and ages because for your entire childhood, you are the same age the entire school year. 
Oh, okay. So starting there, I think that helped me a lot. Like I was born in July and I don't think it helped me at all. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that that guarantees you're like this, but I'm saying I think that's an asset. It in gives the, you a leg up. Yeah, because when I think of things that happened, if I was a sophomore, that means I know I was 15. Okay. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And so I can say things with a lot more confidence than most people because other people are having to think, was that fall? Was that spring? Was it before my birthday? Was it after my birthday? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So for me, if I was, you know, a senior, I was 17. Freshman in college, 18, et cetera. Fair. So I think that helped me a lot. Then I photographed weddings for five years. Mm. And my weekends were drilled into me because my work dates were Saturdays. I had the whole calendar memorized. Yeah, you knew every day that was a Saturday. I knew all the Saturday dates for the year. And then I could go forward or backward. Wild. And so I think that I just had the right circumstances that helped me. I also was telling Matt last night that we've moved houses every couple years. Mm-hmm. And I remember where we had conversations or where we were living. Yeah. And that helps give me a reference point too. And my recall is just poor. But I think I remember details because I'm, I think it's because I'm actually not great at auditory processing. Like, I think I have delayed auditory processing. And that's why, like, I can recall what people say because I have to play back the sound more or less. So let me understand this. I think the words, the sounds come in and then my brain has like a delay where it's like, okay, what were those sounds? Are you insinuating that repetition or practice helps with your memory? I mean, I think repetition and practice helps with almost anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Does it? That's weird. I don't know how that was related to what I was saying. I was just saying, I think why I can do details, especially conversations wise, is because I'm actually a not a great auditory processor. Yeah, I hear you. But what I was saying, what what I was very poorly insinuating is, <laughs> would your auditory processing get better if you practiced? I think almost anything you practice would get better. Uh-huh. It just requires practicing. Right. Something I hate doing. Yes. If I'm not good at it right away, I don't even know why I would even try. That is true. And honestly, the key for Matt is like, well, I don't know about that. I was about to say for you to do really well the first time you try something and then you'll spend forever trying to replicate it. That, that helps. But you know, then immediately what I thought of is social. Oh, like (laughs) Matt, I've been talking to Matt. Matt posted a TikTok this week. If you guys missed it and every TikTok Matt has ever posted has done semi well i mean pretty well especially like, given my size yeah and yet nothing can uh the man <laughs> just doesn't think about it oh it's only our whole job <laughs> <laughs> it's my whole job i don't actually you don't have requirements i mean yeah but it's it's the main mm-hmm. job in our household would it be helpful to get the podcast in front of more eyes by you creating content, probably. But if you don't want to, it goes back to, I've said this uh, truly for everybody listening. I've said this from the time we started content together uh-huh. is if you didn't want to or weren't interested in doing it with me or making your own, you didn't have to. And we've never pushed that. Yeah. I just hate starting things, especially if I'm not great at them. And you've done a lot of the thing, like you've helped me make For stuff. sure. So I'm not, I'm not good at making my own content. So I have to be like, here's raw material help. 
and then you turn it into something because you have tons of practice and you're good at it. Yeah, but you're great at talking to the camera and you're good at documenting and filming. I'm okay at talking to the camera. I've gotten you're better. You're okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes, but you're not bad. I've I've, I've, I've gotten s- a lot of feedback from you that is less than flattering on talking to the camera. Well, if there's one thing I've learned is I'm not good at giving feedback. Well, you're well. No, you give a lot of feedback. Yeah. I, though, crush people's dreams and hopes. Okay. I don't know about that. I think you build up a lot of people's dreams and hopes. Mm. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about just me? (laughs) Well, I think that I handle everybody the same. Just some people are better at taking any kind of criticism and those people aren't me? Well, no. I think other people don't necessarily allow me to see how I've crushed them to my oh, face, maybe. okay. I don't know. Or they don't take criticism as personally. Yeah. Like, do you tend to take any criticism as a statement on me as a human being to a core level that... What is that like? Well, it feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been like that since you were little? Yeah, I think so. You're just really sensitive? I think so. It's, it's either you let it in and it hurts you very personally or you just pretend nothing matters (laughs) you just you let nothing in or you let it in and it just destroys you (laughs) and there's probably some callus that needs to be built up there's no working around that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i think there's some growth there what okay what's really funny about that to me is we create videos and like post them on the internet for like massive feedback Uh for a living those people aren't real to me oh okay 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 because i was about to say you take it better than i do yeah i just one i forget that we even do it (laughs) like i forget people watch things online even though the numbers on the phone say things like the the, that's not super real to me it's like the present and the like it's just the past and the future same way that i can't like conceptualize those well i can't actually conceptualize people watching it and really taking it in I feel that. Yeah. I feel that way. I still, to this day, I remember when I when I hit 10,000 followers, my mom called me and said, that's like four of your high schools. And <laughs> I remember that rocked my ever-loving world. Yeah. Again, we've just done it for a while, too, so it's, it's less uh, impactful, I would say. But, yeah. Yeah. We did talk also about how you deliver criticism. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. I was I was dogging on myself. Yeah, because you do usually have good corrections. <laughs> this is so bad. I'm this is something you just learned recently is you've got this habit of correcting. You're saying, okay, in the example of me filming myself, <laughs> you were like, hey, you're saying um too much. Very valid note. Happy to take that one. Not what it Nothing was. personal. But like... Yeah, yeah, actually, I think it, it, it was, was one so. of them. It was one of the, so, um, so I was using I was using a word too much to pause. And you were like, "You're saying so too much," but then you went from <laughs> valid critique to, and it makes you sound really dumb. I did not say that. Well, that's there how is, it felt. How's that feel? No. How's that flipped on you? <laughs> There's no way. That's what I said to you. Surely not. I don't know what it was. It makes you sound whatever, not very flattering. Okay, I'll take that. You have a you have a habit of. I you make start the with criticism. A, you start with a critic. Like you start with a critique. Uh huh. 
Valid. Often it even has the correction in it. Like, hey, you <laughs> sound like you did this and you should try this. And then you go on to be like, because what you're doing right now is dumb. <laughs> or what you're doing right now sounds bad. And you're like, I didn't really need that. I figured when you corrected it, it wasn't right. I just didn't need you to go in on what I've already done. I'm it's so It's starting sorry. to get personal. It's not actually personal. You don't mean any of it personally because no. it's all... To me, it's all just you. constructive, and I'm thinking about it in a yeah. very. But that that still stands, mm-hmm. and that is very valid. And I am going to. You've done. I'm taking that to the table. You've taken it to heart, and you're you're working on it. But you did learn that this week when we had several things that we were critiquing. Especially, it's a lot of times things that you're good at or that you do naturally, like photography. Right. You you have an eye. That I am horrible. You can't describe photography to anyone. <laughs> You I'm do have a course on shooting in manual that is good. But that's not... But like that it's took... Not, oh, it's not the, composition. Right. You're saying. I can I can teach you how to utilize a camera. I can teach you the, like, the hard black skill. and white part. I can... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the... This is what this does. This is what that does. Mm-hmm. And I can teach you, like, the rule of thirds. And I can teach you... Yeah. But... And part of it isn't so much. I think that I could even teach people to photograph other people. We have a really hard time because you're trying to photograph me. And you and have very specific vision. And I can't describe it because I can't see myself. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Like when I'm like, if we had another subject in front of the camera, I could explain to you and teach you what I'm wanting them to do and how I'm going to get mm-hmm. them there. But you can't see yourself and I can't see myself. So even if I put you in the position and talk you through it, you can't see what it looks like yeah. because you're you. And then when we flip, it does anyway. I think we might just need to get another monitor that we use to record the podcast. And that's just what we shoot. We have one facing you and we'd probably I'd get a lot better pictures. I mean, you would get better pictures. I get great pictures because you're taking them. Yeah, you do get great and pictures. You, you know how to make other people look good. I do. You also have things that you won't want to look a certain way. Right. Like you have specific critiques of yourself in front of the Everybody camera. Everybody does? Yes. No, that that's absolutely true. Whatever you see when you're in a picture, you're like, Actually, I don't like this about me and I don't like this about me. that's really funny is, so my best friend, JC, we've never had her on the podcast. We haven't but had anyone on the podcast. We haven't had anybody on the podcast. <laughs> She's been on Middle Ground, my other podcast, oh, okay, a okay, couple okay. times. Yeah. Uh, and we've been best friends for our entire adult lives. And her and Matt, I think, have very similar body image. Uh, like Dysmorphia. something. No, no, it's not that. But like the things you see about yourselves. Yeah. And both of them will take a picture of me and be like, ooh, you're going to hate that. <laughs> like, and it's always the same picture. And then you show me and I'm like, I love that. <laughs> what, what, what? Like, actually, it's my favorite one. That's yeah. the perfect one. I'm like, what the? I never ask you guys, though, what about it? Because I don't want to know. And that's why I don't even... I just turn it around and ask what what you like and don't like and if there's something you want to change. Because yeah. Every once in a while, you'll say, yeah, you're not going to like it. Some And sometimes you're right, but most of the time. I've gotten better at being like, well, that's just bad composition or mm-hmm. you look like a brick. Like <laughs> there are times where it's like, that's obviously not what she was going for. <laughs> I've gotten a little better at that. <laughs> But in general, she I don't. She looks bad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be what she was going for. Uh, 
I mean, that sounds harsh, but that is the gist of it, more or less. It's like, that's a bad picture. That's not going to look good. I'm yeah. shooting it, so it's not even a statement on you. Well, and that's something that's interesting about being a photographer, because you can see a moment and through your eyes, whatever angle it is or whatever, mm-hmm. it can be really beautiful moment and the person looks so beautiful and then you like get the camera out and like you shift uh six inches to the left and yeah. up a little bit and all of a sudden you're like wow how did it get so bad and you shoot it lens? from too high of an angle and you're like oh no <laughs> that person looks way better than that yeah so i yeah. honestly take it as a compliment when you're like it's not coming through i'm like oh he thinks i'm cute yeah because if you thought I looked really bad in person and then it looked exactly <laughs> the same on the camera, you'd be like, well, Like, I'm doing the best I can. I don't, I can't yeah. make what's in front of me look better on the camera. Exactly. Yes. So it makes me think that you think I'm cute. Yeah, you are cute. Thanks. That's, yeah. <laughs> that whole thing to compliment yourself. It's not a... <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good uh, stuff. Well, we're moving into the ultimate photo season. And last year we did an episode around now about like different activities you could go do to mm-hmm. take pictures. And so I think that's why that's front of mind for us is we're thinking about fall pictures, holiday pictures, holiday cards, all that good stuff. Um, and so I'm going to kind of ask Matt the same question I asked last year because I think it's going to be relevant to everybody. And that is what's your advice? to people parents everywhere mom or dad but i would say mostly moms who are just hoping to get people to show up with a good attitude for family photos in the next coming months words are not coming out of my mouth yeah 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 yeah. no um i mean it's it's the same standbys it's again there's kind of different settings i feel like like if you're just trying to get a quick family picture like on an iphone or whatever and you know, grandpa's taking it. Then you have like, lower the expectations. Well, okay. Fair. (laughs) Also may not be very good with this. Maybe someone that can use the camera a little better, but if you're going to have like multiple opportunities, it's not you scheduled a photographer to come Uh because that's harder in that you have a set time that everybody needs to show up and Mm -hmm. be on for. But if you don't have a set time and you have some flexibility, try it for a little bit. And if people aren't having it, like now that we have two kids, it's twice the complication in terms of are both kids here and ready to ready for action, ready to play. Yeah. Ready to show up and not be really mad and hide our faces or do whatever. Like they're not bad, but there are times where gardeners just (laughs) like, for sure. No, not going to do it. You can't make me. Well, very. That's toddlerhood, I think. Yeah, for sure. And since we take a lot of pictures, we can go, you know what? Five minutes it's not working. We can scrap it. Yeah. And you can try again when the moment hits. I think that that's even relevant in like when you're out doing things. So if you go to the pumpkin patch, I recommend as a family, try and take a picture the moment you get there. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, 30 minutes, play, do the things and then try again. And if that doesn't work, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, go play and then try again. And if you don't get any through any of those times, it just wasn't meant to be. But I always think not forcing it in that moment if everybody's not having it. Yeah, making a shoot longer and more intense has, I don't think, ever gotten us good results. No. Like, I don't think we've ever been able to force it and be like, I'm going to just make this kid's face smile or I'm going to make them look at the camera because what they do when you force them to look at the camera will be appalling. Well, and a lot of times I don't even want them. Yeah. I, I love a standard photo of all of us smiling. I like to have yeah. them. But more than anything, I just want candids of us mm-hmm. 
engaging with each other. And that's why I think the fall and going into winter is such a fun time. Same thing with spring for me is there are so many activities that kids like to get involved in. Yeah. Yeah. The patch. Definitely. I mean, like we talked about, it's, it's doing activities, not necessarily getting everybody posed. Um, that will help when you have someone shooting for you because you'll get somebody that knows what they're doing and you can keep your kids entertained. Mm-hmm. That's always the, the complicated part. Now, if the adults aren't showing up with a good attitude, that's a different problem. Do you have know. recommendations for that? Oh, probably just communicating. It's always communicating. I think that's the solution to 95% of problems out there. Um, either communicating, hey, this is going to take this much time. We need to be on what are the expectations? What are we going for? I think the more that stuff gets processed and say, hey, it's limited. We're going to try and make this as fast as possible. Um or sometimes just attitudes suck and then I don't I don't know how to fix that. Yeah. I think it's the same thing I've always stated, which is making photos more frequently, like making photos more frequent and less hassle. Yeah. Because the more often you take them and the less time that it takes, it no longer is a really encumbering um is that the word? That's a good word. Yeah. Like encumbering um activity. I feel like for so many, it is because it ends up being this big built up thing and it's super tense because everybody wants this really specific thing and it just, it doesn't need to be that. It didn't used to be that. I think it's become that because of the way social media has evolved and the way, yeah, how much we share online and how we think that the stills captured somehow define our families Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that's it. Like right now our toddler has an absolutely ridiculous cheese smile and I love it. (laughs) And I'm going to capture every single frame of it that I possibly can because one day she's not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And it's going to be so sad, (laughs) you know? Uh, And it's okay. It's okay if I don't get a single picture of a, you know, not just aggressive cheese. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. They say you use less muscles in your face when you smile, but to paint a picture, when Guardy <laughs> is smiling right now, there's absolutely no way she's using less muscles to smile than she would to frown. It's not possible. She's using everything in her face to like pull her mouth open. <laughs> Eyes are completely shut. <laughs> it's like she's trying to show you her like her molars, but her you know teeth are together. It's hilarious. It's it's very cute. She still looks happy, but it's also kind of insane. <laughs> I love it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's my favorite ever. So I don't know. How's Halloween been? It's been good. We're in. We haven't had Halloween, Halloween, but we've. But we have. If you're listening to this, yeah. I feel like it's all been good. Uh, we did all of our trick or treating like events and things like that. Uh, we had a crummy, crummy Halloween weather. Oh, yeah. And so that was a bummer, but it worked out. We went to the local museum and took the kids with some friends and their kiddos, and it was a lot of fun. I think the funniest thing about parenthood for me is how we still go to parties with our friends and, Mm -hmm. like, we get a sitter. And then the next day, having our kids dressed up and, like, taking them to do their things, it feels like such a double life because I don't know if... My parents just didn't go to that many things. Yeah. 
I don't feel like my parents went, I know they went to some, like it's Mm -hmm. not never, but I don't remember my parents on any kind of regular interval going to things for just them. Well, I think just in our phase of life, it's, it's Halloween is very extended right now. It's a multi-day event because like you said, we had a Halloween party on Saturday and then we had like a couple trick-or-treating events on Sunday and then we'll have more trick-or-treating on actual Halloween Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like a it's like someone who has like a birthday month. It's like Halloween week yeah. is happening. But I think it's always been like that a little yeah. bit. That's well, but we're just entering the phase where that's relevant to us. Normally. But I felt like that was relevant to me when I was in college because we okay. dressed up in three different costumes and we went out oh. every single night of the weekend and then on Halloween also. Well, you were clearly taking it more seriously than I was. I was Well, I was just going to every social thing that I could. Yeah, I wasn't that social. So I guess uh, I guess this is just hitting me now that we... <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I'm not... I'm equally busy. It's just uh, split between... My perception of what parenthood would be is that I was just a parent then. Mm-hmm. And that's silly, you know, yeah. thinking about it. But now I'm like, oh, I'm still me and a parent. Totally fair. Yeah. Like I'm doing both. Yeah. We're, we're playing beer pong it's... on Saturday and... Yeah. Walking through the the museum with the kids i'm not very Sunday. good at beer pong we won we won a game uh, do you know how many games i played that was the only <laughs> I one I, a lot that was the only one i won i won a few games i kept going back i was having a great time yeah it was a lot of fun we haven't I kept, played that in years yeah no haven't and it made me wonder like do we need beer pong at our house yeah i think we should be teaching and, Gardy right now it's ping pong balls and cups like it's it's a fun game she would love and it why i don't think we need to call it beer pong it can just be uh, ping pong ball cup toss. <laughs> All right, we'll work on it. <laughs> no, I I just think that that's really fun. I had a great yeah. time. No, it was a lot of fun. Just a good old adult Halloween party. What are your Halloween thoughts? Um, no, just that it's it's it feels more extended this year. I think it also depends on what where it falls. Yes, where Halloween falls. Like I think this year the way Halloween because if I don't know. If Halloween Halloween was on Sunday or right. Saturday, I guess it might be a little more condensed. Right. I I think but that... A Tuesday, it's really stretching it. Yeah, for sure. the weekend is when you're going to do things with adults and people who have jobs. And... Christmas tree up on November 1st, yes or no? Hot take. What's your, what's your thought? I don't have a big opinion on it, but you've made it clear that it's going up pretty soon. Well, we do it differently each year, mm-hmm. and I have opinions on it. When we travel for Thanksgiving... Yeah. The Christmas tree goes up November 1st. Okay. When we don't travel and we're home, it goes up the Friday after Thanksgiving together as a family. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want to get home from traveling and feel like I have to then put up. <laughs> I want to come home and it be the you holiday. dig through the Christmas boxes to yeah. try and put the tree together. Yeah. Yeah, that does not sound super fun. Does that... I'm totally okay with does that. Does that carry... Well, I know that you're okay with it. Yeah. But thoughts... Thoughts? I feel like that, that's pretty rational. That feels, yeah. There's a reason and a logic to it that I can get behind. I'm not very impassioned about the the Christmas decorations, so I'm not either. No, but you do like your tree. Yes, I do. You want that? Just I so. think it's just like another plant in the house. Although I guess we have we have multiple trees. We do two. We still doing just two? Yeah. We're not going to three or. Oh no, or, I'm not going to okay. buy any more trees this year. Got it. Got it. I. Is there a little tree? There's a mini tree. Okay. So, so I guess half trees? we have three. 
Okay. But well, the well, mini one's not real involved. No. But I was going to let G like make ornaments. And, okay. That's what know. I thought. I thought we were doing that soon. So I was feeling that out. Yeah. And but we're two trees that we have to decorate. We do an ornament party with family friends every year. And oh, that's yeah. on the calendar. Yep. That'll and be fun. We're in Missouri this year for that. So good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Anyway. All the holiday thoughts. It's happening. Yeah. It's, it's definitely more complicated with two kids. Well, and I think I'm really this year, G's two, and it's the first time that she has a real comprehension of what's mm-hmm. going on. And so I think I'm feeling more pressure to start some of those traditions and making things a little more magical and being a little more sure. intentional with activities. Sure. I've been a little lax before now. I know a lot of people like come out the gate gunning yeah. to go when yeah, their baby's born. A lot of people are much better than us at that. Yeah, because at a year and a half, she was just barely understanding presence. Right. She was like, oh, like I can open this box? Cool. But now she definitely knows what a present is. For and sure. she wants to open all the packages we get. For sure. Whether or not they're for her. Yes. She'll open them and just be like, what is that? It's like, that's soap. She's like, oh, wow. That's amazing. That part's fun. Yeah, it is. You know what time it is? What time is it? Greg's Reads of the Week. Greg, Greg, Greg. Greg. Were you waiting for me to chime in there? <laughs> yeah, I was, but you didn't. So Just let you hang. So yeah. Greg's your dad. He reads a lot of news. He sends us some of that news. And we rate those articles on a scale of one to five, how much anxiety the titles give us. Uh, this one came in yesterday. Oh, no. How to take control of the money mindset that shapes your behavior. Three. Really? Yeah. For me, it's like a two and a half. Okay, I can I can get on board with that. You acted so surprised when I said three, and then you were like, "I felt 2. like two point five. Well, I I perceived that it wouldn't stress you out as much because it didn't have any of like your main red flag words okay. other than money. Money it mindset. Didn't, it didn't say retirement. It didn't say anything about the future. It didn't say anything about you know. I don't like behavior. Got it. Behavior concerns me. Okay. I assume my behavior is not right. I think I get tired of uh, anything to do with moolah. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only one that I have this week. What? Yeah. Surely not. Surely not. I feel like I've seen several. I know. Bounce through. But I don't think I have any more. Well, let me look. Let me look. Yeah, I'm not seeing any either. It's been a quiet week. Quiet week from Greg. Yeah. What's that about? Greg, you good? Yeah. I've talked to him on the phone a couple times, so I know he's with us. Maybe you, you just said you were tired of money articles and that's He just reading. sent me the really good ones. Yeah. Probably. The creme de la creme. You know, I think that that's maybe a record for the least articles he's sent us in one? a week. Like, I don't know that I've ever gone a week that he only sent one. Yeah. That or we would just skip the, the SOS. I'm concerned about Greg's safety. <laughs> Reach out. Make sure we that will. he's reading his news. We'll check in. What's the word of the week? Word of the week. That's a great question that I forgot we were doing. What's really fun about living with Matt <laughs> and working with Matt is oh, no. it doesn't matter how many times you do things. It's always a surprise to him, which I imagine is kind of what it's like living with me. Uh, sometimes. Like, think about it. A movie we've seen four times. I'm like, did you know this happened in this movie? It's like that, but with 
tasks. I just looked up vocab word of the day. Uh-huh. And Merriam-Webster's word of the day is werewolf. And I think you know that word. <laughs> That's actually really funny <laughs> that it's the word of the day because everybody thought Matt was mm. dressed as a werewolf. Oh, yeah. That's because you straightened my hair. Yeah. It's never been straightened before. And uh, it brought back some high school comp that I used to get to Taylor Lautner, a.k.a. Jacob from the Twilight series. Uh, turns out if you straighten your long hair, you look a lot like Which is he funny did in that film. because you don't look anything like Taylor Lautner to me. Well, I think I think it's a, a coloring thing. And then I think our You were a lot tanner similar. in high school. Yeah. He was a lot tanner back then. I, he was? I think so. I don't know he about that. He had a shirt off a lot. I feel like he was probably pretty tan. Okay. Yeah. Fair. But I don't think his shirt's off nearly as often now, like on their podcast. So That's probably the real difference. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to be that tan to podcast. <laughs> I just don't think you do. Now, vocabulary.com's word of the day is bilious. Oh, okay. I don't know what that means. Bilious? Can you spell it for me? B-I-L-I-O-U-S. Bilious. Okay. Here it is. If an unpleasant meal has left you feeling grumpy and looking green, you're bilious in several senses of the word. This Ooh. adjective can mean both troubled by indigestion and irritable. And it can also <laughs> be used to suggest a sickly green shade. It okay. comes from the word like bile. That makes sense. But it's only for feeling sick to your stomach? Or if you look green. Okay. Yeah. Or irritable, I guess. But like, is it irritable because my tummy hurts? I think that's kind of the gist. Okay. Like you're not feeling well. Yeah. I feel bilious. Bilious. Yeah. Bilious. Bilious. Here, we'll we'll let the, the phone tell people how to say it. Bilious. 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 Okay. Yeah, there you go. There's a word. Word of the week. Word, word of oh, the week. Are we infringing on some, some song copyright there? That felt like out of the box. Right, <laughs> but I think I can do that. Okay. Okay. It's a parody. It's a parody. <laughs> oh, We have voicemails. We have four voicemails this week. Shoot. All right. Here we go. Hey, guys. This is Hallie. I uh, left a voicemail a couple episodes ago. Um, I'm a ceramics girl, but also I do photography, and um, I had a question for Joe, because pricing is something I've struggled with for so, so long. I've been doing photography for, I want to say like seven years now, Um, and pricing is always literally a guessing game for me, and I was wondering if you had any... Uh, way that you calculated how to price sessions because I struggle with like family shoots for one I take so many photos because I want to get the good one with like all the kids looking at the camera and so I take way more than needed obviously so it takes me a while to go through so then I struggle with pricing that because I don't have an exact oh an hour shoot is going to take me an hour to edit or whatever so if you have any advice on that, I'd love to hear it. I actually have an entire course on this. Yeah. Um, so I have a course on this on my website. It costs dollars, um, <laughs> but you can use code TikTok 30 for 30% off. But I will also, I'm going to answer your question too. So like you don't, if you would like 
more in-depth information than what I'm about to say that is on my website. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I recommend doing to get started is to add up what your personal cost of living is and your cost of doing business. And those are going to be the two most important numbers you're taking into consideration as you're pricing yourself. Because I think a lot of people think about an hourly rate, like what am what am I wanting to make per hour? And being self-employed, that's kind of a hard way to look at it because the work just doesn't necessarily evenly play like that. Like when I was doing photography, I could spend 20 hours one week working on my website, working on my marketing, working on being present online, whatever it was, uh, and then spend six hours shooting and then the editing would take me like I don't know it just doesn't um shake out quite that way so if you can figure out what your cost of doing business is on average like give yourself a real you know about this a month or about this a quarter and then you can kind of look at and see how many hours am I working how many shoots can I take to be at full capacity so for me I wanted to be making the income I needed to live and cover my cost of doing business by shooting 20 weddings a year anything on top of 20 weddings was like additional to me Mm -hmm. because 20 weddings is full-time and that's that I knew that that was a lot and so uh I added all of that up and then kind of came to a conclusion of I need to make X dollars per wedding in order to cover my cost of living and cover the cost of running my business. Yeah. I think there's obvious constraints there. Like if, if your prices are well beyond what you're delivering, there's, there's some negotiating there. A lot of people I've talked to have been like, well, I have a full-time job and I just do this on the side. Well, that's not, really relevant Mm -hmm. um you still want to base it on the price that would cover your cost of living and your cost of doing business yeah yeah because it the funny thing is is people often underprice themselves so that they get more work but then you're just working way more than it it's it's okay to price yourself higher and work less because it means the work often it means the work that you take will be valued more and also it means that you will push some people away with your pricing but the people that take that on you'll be getting compensated for it fairly well and you also won't burn yourself out like i think something with creative careers is it's really easy to price yourself at a point that you're like oh i want it to be accessible to everybody and i Mm -hmm. commend that and i think that's a beautiful thing and what i did instead of pricing at a point that it was accessible to everybody because at the end of the day you don't have capacity to serve everybody uh and it is not your responsibility to provide something to serve everybody so if you can put it at a price point that allows you a healthy coverage of your cost of living and your business expenses then what I did every year is I took on one sometimes two weddings a year that I would do for free or at a very steep discount because I could Mm -hmm. 
And that was just on my own time. And so instead of having a price point that was accessible to everybody, that's what I did. Um, And there's not a a right way to do that, you know, but I think a lot of people get caught up, you know, they burn themselves out trying to make it something that can be for everyone. And sadly, that's just not the world we live in. Yeah. And if you compare too broadly across the market, you kind of get lost in where do you stack up with people? And they may or may not be pricing based on their actual costs. Some people just are not priced in a way that correlates with their cost of living or what they need to support themselves. Yeah. I think whether or not their quality is good. I think that it's important to note that nowhere in anything I just said did I say, look at other people's pricing. Yeah. I think that is a tragic mistake a lot of people make because even people who seem like they know what they're doing, it doesn't mean their pricing is based on anything. You can be really good at photography and not know how to operate a business. And you can charge way less. You can charge way more. I Like, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just, and some people, like people a lot of times will look at price points and be like, that's outrageous that it costs that much. But you don't know what their circumstances are, what their living expenses are, what their business costs are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just, everybody's so different. And so create your structure around what you... What serves you. Yeah. Yeah. So... Hopefully that that? was helpful. I was going to say, I don't know if that was helpful (laughs) or not. I tried. Yeah. You can use other information to find out if you're like a tremendous outlier. Mm -hmm. But... Really, you should start by assessing what your demands are. And I've told people a lot. I I can't tell you how many business owners that came to my workshop said, well, I'm not really booking at this price point, so I'm scared to increase my prices. And I can't tell you how many people later, like six months down the road, we talked and they increased their prices by 50%, 60%. They were no longer overworked. They could provide a better service to people. And they were booking more than ever because a lot of people were discounting them simply based on the fact that their prices were so low Mm -hmm. that it was like a too good to be true scenario. Yeah. And it's, it's because when your price points are that low, a lot of those people that I talked with, they weren't at the end of the day, when we broke it down, they were making less than minimum wage doing this job that they're really passionate about and were barely making ends meet because they didn't understand they were afraid yeah. no one would book them mm-hmm. yeah so pricing yourself lower is not always a an answer because it can can reduce the perceived quality of your product yeah and it's just you can end up really burnt out so voicemail number two hi joe and matt my name's natalie and i'm calling from san diego i'm a college student down here i just want to say that i love the podcast and all your content I think you guys are great people, and I love how real you are on the pod and on TikTok and Instagram. I was hoping you could tell us about your engagement story. I think you've talked on pod before about your dating timeline and your wedding a little bit, but not really about your engagement. Uh, Maybe you could each tell your side of how it went. And yeah, thanks. San Diego. What a life. And college. Fun. What a place. What a place. We love San Diego. Uh, Do you want to... Do you want... You sure. or me, me or you. Okay. I can, you want me to start? Yeah. So that was back when you were shooting weddings, mm-hmm. uh, quite busy with it. And so you were doing a fair amount of travel as well. Now, I have never been the planner in our relationship. And especially then you were 
very much like, here's the schedule, here's what we're doing. You were, you were always 10 steps ahead. And so we knew that had been after we got back together and we were like, Hey, this is going to be a long-term thing if we try this again. So it was kind of understood and we looked at rings and I was dumb enough to say, what, what did I say that I was like, I, when I get the ring, cause we picked it out and actually like made it. Mm-hmm. And then I basically it was like, I've, when I get it, then I don't remember now. Don't and remember I think either. it was more relevant to you than probably. it was to me. Probably. You probably weren't paying as much attention. Anyway, you were working a lot, but. And Matt was very worried because we went to go look at rings together and kind of picked out and designed my ring together. He still wanted the proposal part uh, to be fun. Yeah. And you wanted to be surprised. Right. Like you didn't, you didn't want to necessarily fun, I guess like isn't the word, but that's, see it coming. Yes. And I wanted to do that as well because you, you didn't want a whole thing about it but i knew you would still want pictures and you would still want like documentation of the event but as someone who doesn't plan a lot it was kind of difficult to be like hey we're gonna go here at this time i if i'd have been like hey do you want to go to walmart on well, uh, friday you'd be like you're gonna propose to me at walmart and that That's was good weird. with me you would have been fine with it you, it did not have to be a whole big thing well we but we'd... you did want to be surprised i feel like we got engaged around the time where culturally proposals took a shift yeah and things started becoming these huge Mm -hmm. like acts not acts like it's a genuine act of love but like where people are putting together big setups and there's all kinds of you've got two different photographers in the bushes yeah like, like it's this whole thing and i didn't what i wanted was i wanted to be surprised and i wanted to know that it was a thoughtful moment for you i didn't care Mm -hmm. about it being i was like if it's in our house great if it's in our kitchen if it's just us i didn't even say anything about getting pictures no i just figured that would be something that would be important i'm glad i have them now yes that is true you did not communicate that you wanted the whole package of pictures and the reason i note that is i feel like anybody listening who has seen our proposal yes yeah it does matt nailed it and it looks like a total event and it 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 was very casual. Yeah. And the reason it worked is because when you were doing all this travel, you had a trip planned out to Salt Lake City. And uh, you were doing that trip with a, another couple who did photography. And so they were very well set up to take pictures just whenever. And we went out there on that trip and took pictures of each other and shot different shoots with other people and... Um, did you have an engagement out there that you did? Yeah. And the couple didn't even know that any of this happened. Yeah. They like, I posted their pictures later. Mm -hmm. It wasn't engagements. They like, they were just modeling for us out there because I wanted, and the couple that we were out there with wanted to shoot at the salt flats. And, uh, the couple that we photographed out there didn't even know that you were proposing that you had proposed. Like they left after we finished the shoot and we were just taking some like, yeah, we were taking pictures, pictures. of each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I also didn't uh, give anyone a lot of heads up that it was happening. And so you had this trip planned out to Salt Lake City. And I was kind of like slow playing if I would go or not. Because that's when I was I was consulting in St. Louis and you were living in Arkansas. And so I was like, hey, I, I may or may not be able to make the trip. We'll see. And I was 
I was like, okay, I have to make this trip. And so I had that all scheduled off. But Oh, I didn't know I was, that. Well, I was like, I'm going to propose on this trip because... I thought you genuinely thought you couldn't come. Maybe early, early. But then I think I realized it was going to be okay. like a good opportunity to do this. Okay. And then I probably just played it along. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I'm going to make it. Maybe I'm not. I don't... I, you didn't... You weren't suspecting any of this because it was a trip that you planned for your purposes. And so... Right. I was working. Yeah. It was a work trip for you. You weren't really... It wasn't on your radar, but I wanted to really keep it off your radar. And so... It was. Yeah. (laughs) Then I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I didn't even tell the couple we were shooting with until two days before that I was planning on doing this. But I did tell them, I was like, I think I'm going to do it at the Salt Flats whenever we go. I didn't talk to your parents until two weeks before. Or a week or two, maybe a week. I have no idea. I don't remember. I wasn't there. It was, I had to make like a special stop on the way through Springfield just to be like, hey, uh, this is happening. And I had to, then there was the whole thing of getting the ring because I didn't. That's my favorite part of the story. I didn't procure it fast enough to actually get it. And so we had it made in Missouri and then I had it shipped to Arkansas to a friend and then he had to take it, meet up with you, hide it in your car because we were flying out of St. Louis because that's where I lived to go to Salt Lake City because there was a, I think probably a better direct flight out of St. Louis than there was Northwest Arkansas. And so he hid it in your car. You drove it up. I had to recover it out of the car, put it in my stuff and then hide it for two days because we didn't go to the salt flats until our last day there. And so it wasn't our last day, our second to last day. Right. It was our last day with the couple. We stayed for four more days after we got engaged. Oh, yeah, I guess we did. Yeah, we went and shot with Autumn and we... That's right. That's right. Went and stayed at that hotel and did B-dubs. <laughs> that was right. That's where I learned you liked wings. Yeah. We'd been together for how long? And I had no idea that you liked wings. Yeah. And so, anyway, yeah, you had a planned shoot on the Salt Flats. We did the shoot. And the, the couple we were with knew that... I was going to do it at the salt flats, but they also, we had to like work out a signal on the fly of like when I was going to propose. So they were ready and they were getting super nervous. They were way more nervous than you were. Yeah. They were getting nervous because, well, they had to like, they were trying to get all the pictures and do all the things. I had no idea. And I, I was had not prepared them enough. Clueless. <laughs> completely clueless. Yeah. And they were really rushing things and you were like, wow, they are really being like obnoxious about wanting to get these pictures at twilight or whatever yeah yeah it was great they, they were not on. being obnoxious that is such a no they weren't it wasn't they did an absolutely they were phenomenal like, job. they were really trying to yeah. make it happen yeah and they did they did they were fantastic mm-hmm. um shout out kelsey she's still taking pictures she's based in casey so yeah. uh yeah kelsey crockett that's right uh and she's absolutely incredible so very talented so if you're in the casey area and you're getting married look her up uh, but yeah, I mean, but I didn't, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't expecting. No. Because but then the trip. pictures were so cool and that was our first thing. My first thing ever that went viral. Oh yeah. That was my first experience with, and it went viral on my scale, mm-hmm. you know, back then, but crazy. Yeah. So from my perspective, I had no idea what was going on. I knew we went shop for rings together. I knew that we were planning to get engaged. I knew that I was going to marry Matt. Uh, but it was not on my radar. We got mar- engaged in September and I was 
it was more on my radar for like spring of 2018 ish. I I didn't know. Yeah, that was kind of. But we were talking about getting married in summer 2019 in terms of my wedding schedule. Like that's the time that I was leaving Mm -hmm. more open so that we would have room to do stuff. And so I was thinking, I don't know, like a year, year and a half out from that. I definitely wasn't thinking. Yeah, I hadn't moved yet, but I did also kind of want to, I had a thought that I was like, I wanted to be, I wanted to propose before we moved in. But it was the week you were already moving though. Yes. You no, had your job on. and yes. you were moving Yes, because you moved in a week after you proposed. It was because yeah. we got but engaged the weekend after was my sister's wedding. That's right. Yeah. And then you moved the week after that. <laughs> that was another thing. I was like, is this a little too close to this event? Absolutely. It was Yeah, like it, my but sister I was, was having to do a trip. Yeah. Yeah. My sister did not care at all, No, but her whole wedding, I did not bring up that. I mean, everybody <laughs> knew we got engaged, but yeah. I we, lost my engagement ring at her wedding. You did. That's right. We had to find it in the field. Yeah. That was a process. Because I was eating <laughs> wings. <laughs> I was eating wings at her wedding. It was a hot time for wings. <laughs> yeah. And my hands got all greasy and it just like, which is funny because I've never had it resized and it fits no. fine. But something about whatever was on my hands, it slipped right off my finger. And your hands were just extra skinny and your wings were extra saucy. Extra saucy. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even realize I'd lost it. I walked over and I was talking to my grandma and my grandma was like, let me see that ring. Mm. And I held out my hand and there was nothing on it. Oh gosh. Yeah, that was. <laughs> and my sister got married out in the middle of a mode field. field at her in-law's property Yeah, in a tent. So I was like, well, that's gone forever. That was scary. We and found it was it nighttime quick. before we found out. Yeah. So we had to go search with flashlights. Which might have actually helped us because it... We did not search with flashlights. No, the reception was still going on. I have no idea what you're thinking of. Oh. We had to go pick everything up with flashlights. With flashlights. I'm I'm confusing the two stories. Yeah, yeah. We did have to do that. My ring was found almost immediately. It was under my chair, like in the grass, but it was right where I'd been eating. Yeah. Because it had just slipped off my hand. Must have been looking for something else. I, I think other people lost things. I'm sure. And we had to search for them when they were I don't start. doubt that. I just was like, that's, you're making, yeah. I'm normally the one that. You're normally the If we'd the had tall flashlights tales. and we're looking for it, it would be a much bigger story yes, to me. It would. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's our yeah, proposal. I don't know if that was the best told version of it, but that that's all the details. Yeah. Matt's, from my perspective, it's funny because right before I went up to St. Louis, Matt's buddy, Ross, who's the one that hid the ring in my car, I was photographing an event and he came to the event because he's like, I have one of your, he had one of my speakers, like my Bluetooth speakers. He's like, I'm going to bring that back to you. And it worked out great because I was super busy. And so I was like, just take my keys, stick it in my car. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was so nervous. He was super nervous because I, I, we had to... I mean, he's similar to me. He needed like exact details of why he would be going to meet up with you in this random place and give you I something. didn't even think about and it. I was like, okay, I know you still have our speakers. And I think one of them was mine or whatever. And so I was like, tell her you want to bring her the speakers so that I got one back before our trip and everything. So you had it. And so I gave him the whole prompt and then he showed up and you were just like, put in the car. I was like, she's not going to care. If she's you, not if even you gonna think about it the, she's super busy if you show up and say hey i just came to give you these and i'm gonna go put them in the car she will give you the keys and you'll go do it yeah and that's exactly what happened uh, yeah 
I didn't even question it. No. Didn't even. It just She's like, that's just a weird thing that Matt asked you to do. It wasn't even, I didn't even think it was weird. Yeah. It made perfect sense to me. Yeah. I was, I was, I think good you at guys that. were just really hypercritical of your plan. Yeah. Okay. Do, 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 do. Voicemails. Hey, Joe and Matt. I am a longtime listener. I have kind of called in, done a voice memo before. Always super fun. Um, I wanted to say at the end of last episode, Joe was like, I would be mortified if I listened back and heard all of my singings. I randomly sing out words constantly. So I really am obsessed with the fact that you do it. So please don't stop doing that. Um, just a fun question. Cause you guys don't like the serious ones or you not, don't dislike them, but, um, where would you travel? Like, if you could go anywhere, money wasn't an object, where would you guys travel to, and why would you go there? Um, I hope you guys have a great week. My answer has shifted. Okay. New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. They don't have the scary animals and bugs. That does help. Yeah. That does help. New Zealand's at the top of my list right now. What do you I- want the moon? Oh. No, no object. No. I want to relax. I don't know. That seems like a pretty unique experience. I think I'd go to it, the moon. It does sound unique and that's cool, but I want to like, I want to chill. I'd like to go to Bora Bora. Okay. I, in this circumstance, like I'm considering that my kids are like all cared for for mm-hmm. two weeks. Well, money's no object. We yeah. Can, yeah. I want to go to New Zealand, Bora Bora, the Maldives. Yeah. Australia. I'm trying to lean into the money's no object here. And I think Matt's the moon like the is moon. about about as uh, expensive as you can I don't get. really have an... Like, there's nothing on the moon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but like... I don't care to tell people that I've been to the moon. I, I don't, don't... I don't need to tell people. I just kind of want to see what You just want to know? Okay. Yeah. What do you think they have going on there, man? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> tell me more. I yeah. do feel like I want a moon landing, though, which I don't believe is <laughs> commercially available at this time. Yeah. I, I think that that's going to be one of those experiences that seemed cool in theory. It's a self-funded space trip. Yeah. I'm going to have then, to go through like two years of training. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think that that quite has the shine that I you see. I think it'd be cool. I think that's awesome I'm for you. I'm not even that into space. but No, I actually am very surprised to hear that because you are, in fact, as far as I know, not very into space. Also, never going to stop singing. Should. I was going to say, she can't stop. She I Even literally, if she wanted to, it would I still make happen. up songs constantly. So does our daughter. Yeah. They're almost always to the tune of Baby Shark. <laughs> I love mama, 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 mama. Yeah, I love that. It could be like that. Cup broke, 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 broke. <laughs> broke, broke. That cup broke. <laughs> she's, a, she's flexible. She's, she's not a stuck lyricist. To a rigid... She's a genius. A super genius. A yeah. lyricist. Yeah. The next Taylor Swift. A prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> not with our voices it's not no that's so true she's gonna need some training yeah stat okay last voicemail of the day hey matt and joe just wanted to kind of give an update and ask another question so probably like one of your very first episodes first six I left a voicemail and said I was in a 10-year relationship and I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't sure what to do and just if I should break up or not. And you guys were like, the answer for us is always break up. And so 
I mean, obviously, you guys weren't the deciding factor. Thank goodness. But I stayed for a couple more months, and I just realized that I needed to just break it off. And if it was meant to be, I guess it will be. But it was definitely not meant to be. And it is one of those words, cut off, never talk to each other again. And I know that that's how you guys felt when you broke up, too. I was just wondering how you guys felt afterwards, like how you went about not feeling guilty. Because I'm in a new relationship now, and honestly, obviously, it's still the honeymoon phase or whatever people want to call it. But it's still new, and I felt better than I ever felt in that other relationship. So how do I not feel guilty about maybe them being lonely and me being happy? Because I constantly, like, kind of catch myself thinking, oh, I shouldn't be this happy because I just got out of a relationship that was really long, and I feel bad. So... Just how did you not feel guilty after you guys broke up in new relationships or dating? I think go to therapy is my answer to that question. Not like in a... um, Yeah, somebody that can address your situation specifically. Because I... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't struggle with feeling guilty after we broke up. Yeah. I just You shouldn't. I don't think you should. And I that's my my thought to you is like I think that that is a leftover feeling of like that you feel as if you're I don't know how you're particularly feeling, but at some level feeling responsible for other people's situations and feelings and you're just not you're not responsible for that. And I think having somebody to talk that out with is really healthy and helpful. Um, and I think it's incredible that you made the choice to break up. What I thought she was going to ask is how do I deal with the guilt surrounding feeling like like I wasted time? Oh, okay. Because I, I thought that's the direction we were going. And I was about to be like, no, wasted time. Yeah. <laughs> Only yeah, yeah. lessons. Well, I think the big thing, too, is that you were already – kind of mourning that relationship while you were in it. It was not working for you and that was clear and you were thinking about it. The other person, maybe that wasn't on their radar as much. And so they're dealing with things on a delayed timeline from where you did. And so it's, I mean, it's okay for you to move on whenever you move on. Mm -hmm. But for you to have been ready to be out means that it was kind of done for you. And so it's okay to have a new thing come along quickly. Well, and your life is your life. You're just, you're not responsible for unless you have children under the age of 18 that are in your mm-hmm. care, you're not responsible for anybody else in what yeah. they feel. Yeah. I mean, I think it's lovely to show compassion towards people. Absolutely. But you are not responsible for the loan. Like you can't fix the loneliness for them either. That's going to be something that they have to work on and work out. Right. Because you can feel bad all you want. But it's not going to resolve those feelings unless you're planning on reconnecting with them, which it does not sound like you are. And that As sounds the like the best thing. That was dumped. <laughs> uh, what was your perspective? Like, would you have wanted me in that season to feel guilty or bad? Because I know you struggled. Yeah. I was not a good partner. I knew I was not a good partner. And so I was very realistic about the idea that you had every reason to dump me. Also, I have, I just deal with self-hatred in general. So I was like, great, I can be the bad guy. That's where I feel comfortable. But no, I didn't want you to feel anything. I wanted the best for you. Realistically and truly, I did. 
because I, I was not being a good partner. I was not fun to be around. I was not communicating well. I was not um, doing all the things that you need to do. And just because I was not in a place where I had the capacity or the uh, empathy to to relate with somebody. I had my own shit going on and I couldn't get over it. So, no, I just knew I was not wronged. I wasn't, It was. I had plenty of clarity around the, the fact that it was not out of pocket for you to want out of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so was I lonely? Absolutely. But it also was one of the best times of my life for me. And that it taught me to really value relationships. And it taught me that I was going to have to put in effort to maintain and build relationships because before a lot of that had been put on you. Mm-hmm. or the other people, you know, people I was friends with. It was like, it was on them to invite me to do things. All of a sudden, I had no uh, concierge for my life, so I had to do all of the logistics. And I realized, oh, okay, I might have acted like relationships weren't important, friendships weren't important, family wasn't important, but they are. And now I don't have the main relationship that I've had. So it's up to me to fix all that. And so hopefully that other person gets stronger through the process also. And if they don't, not your problem. Yeah, still not your problem. <laughs> I sound really harsh. I'm not meaning to sound crazy no, harsh. No, I think that's totally fair, though, because you cannot be responsible for someone's loneliness. No. And also, you're not going to fix it. You can't fix it. No, because at the root of it, it doesn't matter if you were with that person or not. If they're feeling lonely and they're feeling all of those things, they're going to feel them with you and without you because it's, mm-hmm. it's them that needs to work through that. Yeah. So. I'm really glad you updated us, though. Yeah, that was That's great fun. to get an update. We love Anyone an update. Anyone ever wants to update us on the outcomes. Yeah, please Hopefully do. they were good. Hopefully we gave good advice. Uh, we hit 500 ratings and reviews on Spotify, so oh, thank yeah. you for everybody that did that. Uh, you can rate and review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the more you do that, the more helpful it is to us, and we can keep doing this. And, and... I said I was going to put videos on Spotify, and oh. it turns out that was more complicated than it had been advertised. Yeah. And it may be a hosting issue. I don't know. So yeah, we're not TBD there yet. on that. Not so, there. Sorry. But we love you. Bye. Bye.